is in the air, and this is the Y'all Kickoff Show. And if you don't believe me that fall has arrived, at least in parts of the South here this week, just go outside. Unless you're in Key West, perhaps, it's in the 60s, 50s even in some places in Dixie. And I did a little searching before we started the show. And the big game this weekend in the SEC is at Kyle Field in College Station, Texas. Do you know what the game time temperature is expected to be at Kyle Field? In the mid-60s, sunny and in the mid-60s, but a beautiful fall day across the southeast here in this seventh weekend of college football. Hello there. I am John Rawl, and this is where we look at all things college football when the Y'all Show converts to the y'all kickoff show in our end of the week celebration of the old pigskin and coming up on the seventh weekend of college football we've got on this show a preview of what's going on in the sec and speaking of that game at kyle field hey it's the alabama crimson tide ranked number one in the country and they're moving into east texas with a lot of momentum and they're going to be taking on a texas a&m bunch and jimbo fisher that's looking for the big upset and We'll break it down as we're going to welcome in in the next segment our friend Gabe Bach of Tex Ags Radio. As we're going to actually start out with a little conversation, as Gabe actually had Alabama alum, but also former Texas A&M head football coach Jackie Sherrill. Oh, by the way, he also coached at Mississippi State in Pittsburgh. But Jackie Sherrill called in to Gabe Bach's show in College Station this week, and we're going to go listen into a portion of his interview, and then we'll get Gabe Bach of Tex-Ags Radio, his take on the big game this weekend, as well as get Gabe's kind of guess on what's going on in the rest of the SEC here in Week 7. That's our SEC spotlight, and that's what's coming up in the next segment. I'm kind of a network control guy here today you might have detected my voice is not exactly at 100 percent, and so i'm having to call in favors here on this seventh weekend of college football and turn it over to some of our sister programs and that's what we'll do we'll get the aggie spotlight in our sec spotlight coming up but gabe's going to weigh in on all the other action including the georgia bulldogs hosting the south carolina gamecocks all that ahead in our sec spotlight then we'll have general gridiron coming up at the end of this first hour and he'll have his humorous take on the weekend's football games. You don't want to miss out on that. When we go to Hour 2, that Aggie and Crimson Tide game is a huge one in the state of Texas, but there's also another big one going on in the Lone Star State here this weekend. You got the Red River Shootout in Dallas at the State Fairgrounds, and we're going to go to Austin, Texas, where our sister show for Longhorn fans is called Longhorn Blitz, and it includes Rod Babers, who played for the Texas Longhorns in the early 2000s and went on to the NFL for a few years. Rod Babers co-hosts that alongside Jeff Howe of Horns247.com and Matt Butler. And they do a fantastic job each and every week talking UT football. That's Texas football, all you Vol fans. Uh, that UT is pretty good in football these days, by the way. And Texas is playing the Oklahoma Sooners there at Cotton Bowl Stadium this weekend. Probably arguably the biggest game of college football since they're both very good teams one already has lost though that would be the horns but it's going to be a fantastic weekend in texas and we'll break it down that particular game of the big 12 i'll also share the handful of other games going on in that conference in our big 12 spotlight at the start of the hour matt hermans is off this week you know what he downloaded along with his wife their first child this past weekend so we're letting matt hermans the barrister have the week off and 
and he picked a good time. This is a, other than the Red River shootout, this is a pretty boring weekend for Big 12 football. And we'll and let him have a great time with his new daughter, Matt Hermans and Allie, his wife. Congratulations on the birth of your first child. So Matt will not be on, but I'll kind of lay out all the other Big 12 games going on besides the Red River shootout. Then we'll go to Jonathan Lifeite midway through the second hour with our ACC spotlight and get his take on all the action of that conference, plus some news from the Atlantic Coast Conference. And then we'll wrap it all up here this week with our college football lanyard. We'll look at the group of five schools. We still have at least one group of five school that is perfect, and they've already played this week. I'm talking about the Appalachian State Mountaineers of the Sun Belt. Great job, Nears. And they're not playing here on Saturday. They already played Wednesday night of all places in all times. But we'll let you know what's going on in the Sun Belt, as well as Conference USA and the American Conference. Plus, we'll highlight some of the key FCS games going on in college football here on the seventh weekend of Gridiron Fun. All that in our college football lanyard and then we'll close it up today with from dixie with love if you'd like to be a part of our y'all kickoff show it's so easy to do we've got a number you can call or text 24 7 and that number is 803-816-1170 our website is y'all.com instagram and twitter we're at y'all show and also go on to facebook we're y'all.com on facebook and y'all magazine as well just check it and like us and subscribe and you'll get the show linked out to you each week when we get the y'all kickoff show on the end of the week edition of the y'all show and then monday through thursday you'll get the y'all show two hours of southern greatness combination of news politics sports barbecue talk and so much more it's the y'all show and we're glad that you could join us all right let's look quickly before we move on over into sec coverage a look at the top 25 games going on here this weekend and you had a couple of top 25 games going on friday night including virginia miami and colorado oregon oregon and the who's of virginia are ranked in the top 20 right now but when we come up to the Saturday fun of the top 25, between the hedges, the number three ranked Georgia Bulldogs take on Will Muschamp, who starred for Georgia back in the early 90s as a college football defensive playmaker. And now he takes in his Gamecock bunch, which is sitting at two and three. And man, what a challenge they got here at Sanford Stadium. Not many people give the Gamecocks a chance. This would be a statement if Will Muschamp could somehow find a way to win the Gamecocks are in desperate need of some kind of big win they haven't had one well in since the Spurrier days have gone by and this could be a huge game remember especially if you're a Gamecock fan the Georgia game is easily the second biggest game on the schedule only behind Clemson and these two teams have not always met but even in the pre-SEC days South Carolina faced off against Georgia every couple of years and it was always a huge game for Gamecock fans and for Georgia fans it probably ends up about fifth on your rivalry list even before in the SEC days because they're pretty close to each other only about two and a half hours separate Athens and Williams Bryce Stadium but it's Georgia South Carolina this is the early game on ESPN kicks off at 12 Athens time 11 central time from Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium and as we mentioned we're going to have a lot of coverage on this in the second hour of today's show but you got the Red River shootout also known as the Red River rivalry also known as Texas Oklahoma also known as OU Texas (laughs) and got enough names yes at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas you'll have the number six OU Sooners 
Sooners and the number 11 Texas Longhorns. This game set for Fox, a 12 Eastern, 11 Dallas time kick. Always one of the best games of the year, no matter what the record. For some reason, these two programs know how to make that Dallas community come together for this big game, and it's always a sight to see. Of course, I'm a huge fan of the old Cotton Bowl, the actual stadium, and to fill this thing up, close to 100,000 fans kind of split down the middle between that OU crimson color and that burnt orange of Texas. It's a beautiful sight there, and I really think this is the biggest game both teams play all year, even though it's in a neutral site, and it's going to be spectacular once again, especially knowing that these two teams are in your top 11 with the horns at 11 and OU and Jalen Hurts coming in at number six. It's going to be a fun game here on this football weekend. Also in the Big Ten this weekend, the Michigan Wolverines, they pack their bags and head to Champaign where Memorial Stadium is going to host the Illini of Illinois and the Wolverines. This Saint game set for an ABC kickoff at 12 noon, 11 central. How about that? Illinois getting the bright lights of ABC to Champaign. That doesn't happen too often. Hey, from the American Conference, another unbeaten team that's doing quite well and this could be a statement game as they're going on to take a 4-1 and one Temple Owl team the memphis tigers ranked 23 in the country they're five and oh and what a great job there in memphis tennessee by the go tigers go gang and they're going to be playing at the home of the philadelphia eagles here on this game set for a 12 eastern philly time 11 central bluff city time on espn2 memphis and temple of the american and as we mentioned on cbs you got the cbs spectacular at kyle field where the number one crimson tide unbeaten Go in to take on the Texas A&M Aggies and Jimbo. This is a game set for, again, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 College Station time. Texas A&M, 3-2. Really don't need to lose another game, but come on now. Remember, they've already lost to a number one Clemson, and if they lose to a number one Alabama, that's where most people would expect them to be, but Aggie fans don't want to see any more losses on the season. And they need to win this one if they want to get to the promised land that they're looking for with their almost $100 million man coaching on the sideline, Jimbo Fisher. In the ACC, the Florida State Seminoles go to Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the number two Clemson Tigers await. This is a game set for 3.30 Death Valley time, 2.30 Central on ABC. Clemson 5-0. and They enjoyed an off weekend last weekend. So did FSU. So both teams should be well-rested. We already know that FSU has announced they're going to have multiple quarterbacks playing in this particular matchup. In the Big Ten, you've got a top 10 Wisconsin team. The Badgers rank number eight. They're going to be hosting Michigan State at Camp Randall. This game, a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central time kick. And that will be on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Washington State's going to be on the road at number 18 Arizona State here this weekend. A game on the Pac-12 Network from Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe. Again, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick. And that would probably be the way they do the time zones out in Arizona. Is it noon, a 12.30 game there, I think? And, or maybe a one thirty. I get confused on the way they do the time zones in the Phoenix area. My apologies. And I was just out there a couple months ago. You'd think I'd been paying a little bit more attention in fact i very vividly remember i had to google what time is it when i was in the tempe area i actually went by sun devil stadium and got a great pick uh, and pick and a great scene of that campus and that stadium right on that mountain i believe the mountain if i'm not mistaken that's right over the stadium is called sun devil mountain and i apologize sun devil fans if i got it wrong but 
a lady who was showing me around the area showed that when she was a student there in the 1960s, that was a place that the students would go kind of hang out. And she did not elaborate what that meant back in the 1960s, but a great scene there in the desert with the Sun Devil Stadium. And it's going to be hosting Washington State Wazoo going into the Valley to take on the Sun Devils. In the American Conference, you got the Cincinnati Bearcats. We haven't given the Bearcats a lot of love here yet. A congratulations, Cincinnati. UC got the huge win against the UCF Knights in week six and at Tedecu Stadium in Houston. The Houston Cougars are going to try to get Get back on the winning side with their new coach, and they've got a chance to beat a top 25 program here on this football Saturday. A big 12 game of note to tell you about at McLean Stadium in Waco, and it's the only other exciting game going on in that conference besides the Red River Shootout here this weekend. The Baylor Bears ranked number 22 in the land. They've got the Red Raiders of Texas Tech riding into the banks of the Brazos for this game. It's set for a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Waco time kick and I think it's on Fox Sports 1 is where you'll find that particular matchup. Notre Dame and USC have their annual rivalry game, and this is going to be at Notre Dame Stadium in Notre Dame, South Bend, Indiana. It's going to be on NBC. It starts at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. USC 3-2 and two on the season. Coach Elton is an embattled coach. He doesn't need to lose this one. Notre Dame, after that loss to Georgia, they're at 4-1, and one, and they're ranked number 9 in the country, and they can find themselves playing in the college football playoff, perhaps, if they just keep on winning and what does the sign at the stadium say just win baby or is that the raiders no that notre dame it's play like a champion today sorry i'm getting my two leagues uh, college and nfl mixed up i apologize and certainly there's a huge difference between the caliber of ownership and players that you'll find with the oakland raiders and at notre dame two different extremes i apologize but both have one thing in common that's those little signs on the way out of the field onto this playing surface so that that's where i got that from apologies irish fans from the big 10 you got iowa hosting number 10 penn state the hawkeyes at 17 they had that big loss to michigan last weekend penn state is still unblemished and they're in the number 10 spot this game on abc from kinnick stadium in iowa city set for a 7 30 eastern 6 30 iowa city time kick again on abc in the acc the unbeaten wake forest demon deeks are 5-0 they're ranked number 19 and they host at bb&t field the louisville cardinals and scott satterfield the birds are three and two this is a game on accn that kicks at 7 30 winston-salem time lsu and florida get together on espn from tiger stadium saturday night in death valley the tigers unbeaten ranked number five florida unbeaten rank number seven this is going to be a great game maybe getting a little bit overshadowed by alabama and a&m but this game on espn again a seven central time kick if you're going to go into the stadium hey it's a seven o'clock kick tiger fans okay You've been warned. Oregon State hosts the Utah Utes. Utah ranked number 15 in the land. This game and Corvallis, it's going to kick at 8 Eastern, 7 Central on the Pac-12 network. And then the nightcap of the college football top 25 from Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors at 4-1. and one. They're only lost to the Washington Huskies this year. They go on in to take a Boise State bunch that's unbeaten and ranked number 14 in this Mountain West clash on ESPN to again at 10 15 eastern 9 15 central you can work your way into the new day watching this late night game from the mountain west conference and that's what's going on in top 25 action here 
in the seventh weekend of college football. When we come back on y'all, we will switch over to the SEC where our friend Gabe Bach of TexAgs.com will be standing by and he'll have a little conversation with Coach Jackie Sherrill and we'll get Gabe's take on the seventh weekend of SEC fun. All that ahead on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions supply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Sounds of the fighting Texas Aggie band. And this is the Y'all Show, and those Aggies have the number one Crimson Tide of Alabama marching in here on this football Saturday. And here at the Y'all Kickoff Show, it's our SEC Spotlight, and we're going to turn it over now to our friend Gabe Bach of TexAgs.com and TexAgs Radio. Gabe does a daily couple hours show of all Aggies talk and we syndicate a show called Maroon and White Report that's all Aggies and many of our stations carry that and we want to give that a little plug here it's a awesome opportunity for you to learn all about Texas A&M sports it's Maroon and White Report from Gabe Bach and Tex Ags Radio and on that show this week Gabe had Jackie Sherrill who coached the Aggies back in the mid 80s before moving on to Mississippi State and we had the entire interview on 
our Thursday Y'all SEC Spotlight. But here on the Y'all Kickoff Show, we're only going to play a little portion of Coach Cheryl. Then we'll move in to Gabe Box conversation about this weekend's Week 7 matchups. Oh, you might hear my lovely voice in here, too. But we'll also break down all the games besides Alabama at Texas A&M. But up first, it's the former coach of the Aggies and Bulldogs who played collegiately for the Alabama Crimson Tide back in the day. And we get Gabe and Coach Cheryl sharing some of his wisdom now about this matchup. The key to beating Alabama or beating and the teams that I've had that we've lined up in, and I always would tell the players, if you're going to beat Alabama, and it goes all the way back when we first started the run against Texas, we're not going to outrun them because they have a lot more speed than we do. So don't get in to attract me. If you're going to, if we're going to win the game, we have to win the game in the box. That means we have to be more physical, and you don't have to be the fastest or the strongest. Uh, you know, you can you can be very physical and still. Alabama if you make them play in the box. Now, can we make them play in the box? That's the question. But I would say that's the game plan that we know that we need to control the line of scrimmage somehow and also try to to be able to run the football. Coach, staying with it defensively, and as talented as they are and as smart of a sucker as he is at the quarterback position as well, he's not just really good and he's got all those weapons, but he's really smart too. So you can probably pick up on a lot of disguised things you're trying to do. But Elko is also really good at the quarterback confusion game. So how much of that is – how important is it to try to find that balance of – you know, where you're going to bring the pressure, when you're going to bring extra guys, and then play back, and then how you disguise that pre-snap. How important is all that cat-and-mouse stuff before the snap? It is important. And, you know, when you game plan, uh, one thing as a defensive coach, you have to know all their blocking schemes. And you have to put one more person in there than they can block, whether it's off the, the weak side, when I say weak, you know, the, the side that doesn't have the most receivers, or you can do some things inside, but you have to figure out what their blocking schemes are and be able to put one more man than they can block on that side. And if that happens, then you can put pressure. If you look at Alabama this year, I don't see very much pressure from the teams that they have played. Now, can A&M put pressure? I think they can because they've got the really good push inside. We just need to come off the edge with some speed to be able to get there. But it's, it's not Einstein. You have to have one more guy than they can block. It's the last thing for you, Coach. The Aggies find a way to keep this thing close in fourth quarter, and we're sawing them off, and there's a hundred and something thousand and all these recruits. It's one of the best recruiting weekends um, since a and moved to the SEC in terms of talent on campus, and everybody's all fired up and thinking and smelling upset. If what? What's got to happen? The one thing that has to happen for A&M maybe to think about pulling this thing off. Don't turn the ball over. There you go, OB. I mean, that's in every game, if you protect the football, 
it gives you a chance to win. And that was former Mississippi State and, of course, Texas A&M head coach, also helped coach the Pitt Panthers back in the 70s, Jackie Sherrill, on with our friend Gabe Bach on Tex Ags Radio and the Maroon and White Report, which is our sister program here. And you can go to crmsports.com or check out Maroon and White Report on the various podcast options out there and hear that interview in its entirety. And from that same conversation, we now keep it in Aggie land as we continue on with our SEC spotlight, getting you ready for the Week 7 action of SEC and Gabe Bach of Tex Ags Radio. We're going to keep him on to kind of break down Week 7, and we'll let you know that one game that he wasn't really going to talk a lot about, but I'll go ahead and tell you the basics. The Vanderbilt Commodores seek their second win of the year, and they have a good chance of winning. This is a game televised on the SEC Network from Vanderbilt Stadium, set for a 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Nashville time kick between Vandy and the Rebels, not of Mississippi, but of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. UNLV comes to Music City, so Vandy and UNLV going to be your mid-afternoon game on the sec network i'm gonna let gabe take over from here and break it all down starting out with the south carolina gamecocks at the georgia bulldogs third ranked team in the country at five and oh two and oh in the league it's an early 11 o'clock central time kick noon local time at sanford stadium between the hedges on espn georgia favored by 24 and a half and i think they cover it now georgia i don't love their passing game i don't like their uh, ability to get the quarterback right now but you you gotta love the fact that the quarterback is a veteran he's not he's not screwing up I mean he's he's gonna manage the game very well he'll get it out to some of those young playmakers when he needs to and they're gonna run the football he's been sacked one time all year they're one or two times all year they're gonna run the football South Carolina has a ton of trouble stopping it and I think Georgia just controls and dominates this game so I think they cover the 24 and a half that's a lot of points, though. Mississippi State, 3-2, and 1-1 one one in the SEC at Tennessee. 1-4, and 0-2 oh in the league. They're terrible. It's at 11 o'clock at Neyland Stadium on the SEC Network. MSU, a road favorite. We got Tennessee here as a home dog by a touchdown, almost. Six and a half. And I think Mississippi State goes in there. and here, Think about what we're saying. Mississippi State goes to Tennessee as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'm saying no doubt cover. And I don't even love the Bulldogs this year. That's how bad it is in Tennessee. They finally found a little something with their freshman quarterback, and he gets injured. And now they don't know if he's playing this weekend or not at the time we're recording this show. I'm saying Mississippi State covers that. Now That's the world we live in right now. That's just how bad it's gotten at Tennessee. Not, and that says it's a lot more about what the state of Tennessee than it is the state of Mississippi State right now. Not game number three, Ole Miss three and three, two and one in the league at Missouri four and one, one and zero in the SEC. It's a night game, six o'clock for Old Field on ESPN two. Missouri at home, favored by eleven and a half. I think that it's going to be interesting. John Rise Plumley running the football with Rich Rod. He's a freshman, and what he's doing at quarterback for Ole Miss with no Kel Garrett. I've been going back and forth on this, and I think the Rebels are going to. I don't think Mizzou covers eleven and a half, even at home. And they'll score some points, but Kelly Bryant's got an injured knee, and he'll play. Kel Garrett looks like one of the top four players, four or five players in the country, or in, in the SEC defensively, and he's out for an extended period, maybe the year, with a pec injury. And, and he's been a huge key to Missouri's rise defensively. So I think Ole Miss, I'll go Ole Miss in the points there. 11.5 is a lot. All right, Arkansas 2-3, 0-2 in the SEC at Kentucky. 2-3, 0-3 in the league. 
6.30, Kroger Field, SEC Network. You got Cole Kublik and Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers on the call there. Kentucky, a home favorite by six and a half. I'll go Arkansas on the points. Kentucky, I think Kentucky wins, but they're a bad football team right now. They're really bad at the quarterback. They, they, they're devoid of playmakers outside of Lynn Bowden. And I think Arkansas, who, you know, their, their quarterback situation isn't brutal. Their running back's really good. And then they've got some developing playmakers on the outside, and they're not bad in the trenches with a good linebacker and a good good defensive tackle they've got one good player at all three levels of their defense i'm not sure kentucky's got that at all i think kentucky wins it because it's at home but i'll say arkansas in the points all right how about this game in death valley number seven florida six and oh three and oh in the league at number five lsu five and oh one and oh in the sec seven o'clock at tiger stadium on espn lsu minus 13 and a half and we're saying can florida slow down lsu's passing attack that's where we are in college football right now with LSU and what they're doing. I'll go Florida in the points, but LSU wins the game. I think LSU wins it because they're at home. Florida's defense is outstanding, and Dan, the Dan Mullen factor, too, will keep this game close. Florida in the points. That's an easy pick for me, I think, on that one. All right, and finally, the game at Kyle Field. Number one ranked Alabama, 5-0, and 2-0 in the SEC against number 24 A&M. The Aggies are 3-2, and 1-1 one and one in the league. 2.30, Kyle Field on CBS and many of these stations. Alabama favored by 17 and a half. And so much on the line, yet what really is there to lose for A&M? I mean, the entire college football world thinks Alabama is going to come in here and roll tide, and they very well could do just that. But you have to put the pigskin on the turf and go play the football game. And this is a chance to go out there and play your best football, and maybe you just catch Alabama on a night where they're a little sluggish and you can find a way to pull an upset here and slay the dragon okay it's not going to be easy but upsets happen every week in college football and one of the larger recruiting events in years countless blue chip recruits from 2020 2021 and 22 are going to be on hand coming in from all over the country go out there cut loose play free and clear you never know what's going to happen on any given saturday here are my keys real quick for the aggies number one star fast I mean, you've been. This has been a big, big issue for the past couple of big games for A and M. The Clemson game and Auburn got down way too big. You can't dig a double-digit hole and have to play from behind against Alabama. You just can't. <clears throat> so you got to hit some big plays, and that's number two. You got to have them. They're going to have them. You know the tide's going to get plenty of big plays and going to score a bunch of points. So you got to do the same. Number three, zero turnovers. If you're going to beat Alabama, you cannot turn the football over. Got to go plus two on the turnover margin. Somehow find a way to create takeaways, which is very tough to do against this group. Two has got no picks this year, zero. And you absolutely can't give it back to them. Okay, and that's been an issue. Since 2013, Olin Buchanan looked it up, 14 turnovers against Bama. Five of them returned directly for touchdowns. That can't happen. Number four, pre-snap quarterback confusion when Alabama's got the ball. That cat and mouse game between Elko and Steve Sarkeesian. You got to change it up, keep Tua guessing pre-snap, and that's very tough to do because of how smart that guy is. Uh, But Elko is as good as it gets in this department, so I'm looking forward to that. Number five, pressure Tua. Without having to bring the kitchen sink every snap, too. You bring extra defenders on the blitz, you open up your back end and expose them against very good receivers, the best receiving core in the country. He's deadly when you give his wide receivers man coverage. He's deadly anyway. Change it up, confuse him, and you got to pressure him. But if you can pressure him and get to him a few times without a blitz, that's going to help you a lot. And then finally, find a way to run the football. 
with Mon, with Courtney Davis on end of rounds, with Anaya Smith coming in and helping out, uh, jet sweep action, whatever you can do, attack the edges if you can. It's going to be hard to run in between the tackles. Uh, of course, your running backs are going to have to be involved. You need 125-plus yards on the ground at least to maintain balance. Now, that seems like a lot against that group, and A&M's had trouble doing it. The Aggies got 50, what, 56 against Clemson and 53 against Auburn, something like that. And I'm asking for 125. But with the quarterback involvement in the run game, I think it can happen. I'm not predicting it's going to happen, but I think you can do enough to maintain balance. Bama's number 51 in run defense. Teams are running on them, and they're very, very young in the interior defense. They're going to start four true freshmen uh, out of their front seven. So you got that going. They absolutely have to find a way to do enough in the run game so it's not all on the right arm of Kellen Mond. And if you get behind, you get and the run game's not working, and Bama knows you got to pass, you're in for a long day. So you got to find a way to run the football at least enough. My prediction, I'll go A&M in the points, Alabama 38, Texas A&M 24 at Kyle Field. Well, Mr. Bach, we'll find out just how accurate that prediction was. That was Gabe Bach of TexAgs.com and TexAgs Radio and his take on this week seven of college football. And also want to thank him for his great conversation with former Aggie coach Jackie Sherrill at the beginning of that little clip there. Well, that will wrap up our SEC Spotlight here this week. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we've got General Gridiron Field Marshal of Football Foretelling. He's lined up and coming with you with the 10 big picks and more of this football weekend. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.
Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? This weekend, things are really cooking in Texas, and we've got you covered on the Red River Shootout and Bama A&M. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. Get ready for another round of General Gridiron's Football Foretelling. South Carolina at Georgia. UGA alum William Lawrence Muschamp returns to the hedges for what seems to be an impossible ask. Beat the alma mater, a number three alma mater. Probably didn't think back in the early 90s he'd be leading a visiting team into Sanford Stadium, but Lumpkin Street does have a knack for making one think outside the box. Kirby Smart, who once slept on Muschamp's couch during their early coaching days in Valdosta, is appreciative of the hospitality shown throughout the decades. However, the short, stocky visor one might end up sleeping on a couch again and in a big old doghouse if he loses this one to them Carolina boys. The Generals' victor, Georgia. Penn State at Iowa. PSU checks in at number 10 this week. The Beaver Stadium bunch are 5-0 and and have kind of been in the shadows of the Ohio's hovering high in the rankings. James Franklin's perfectly okay with that kind of no-respect treatment. Keep winning and let the cards fall where they may. This Saturday trip to Iowa City will be a doozy, as the Hawkeyes are still in triage after their loss at the Big House in Week 6. This Top 20 contest is one of the weekend's ones to watch. Look for Nittany Line defensive end Shaka Tony to have a big day and help silence the home team. The Generals' victor, Penn State. Oklahoma versus Texas. Since 1886, the State Fair of Texas has thrilled spectators with rides, candy apples galore, and brisket aplenty. Across the street at the house that Doak built, the Texas OU game, or OU Texas, or better known by the renegade moniker Red River Shootout, will go down for the 114th time, having been played in Big D as early as 1912. The historians will be etching this contest in the books upon kickoff. These rivals are both really good and are the favorites to battle again for Big 12 supremacy. It helps that this game pits a number 11 Horns team and a number 6 Land Grabbers Legion with a potential Heisman winner under center. Jalen Hurts is going to have a good time at Cotton Bowl Stadium, but the Golden Hat Trophy will go atop a bunch of bovines. The Generals' victor, Texas. Florida State at Clemson. James Blackman is set to return as the Garnet and Gold starting quarterback when they pitch their TP in Tigertown. But since postseason baseball's in full swing, to borrow an analogy from that sport, Wisconsin transfer Alex Hornibrook is waiting in the bullpen and rearing to throw a 100-mile-per-hour fastball right on top of that Tiger D. Willie Taggart's team has a little more life in them. An impressive Week 5 win over Atlantic Division foe NC State will do that. But hold on, Chief. Clemson's had a week to figure out their almost loss of epic proportions in Chapel Hill. The tandem of Trevor Lawrence and T. Higgins will be deadly in Death Valley. The Generals' victor, Clemson. Mississippi at Missouri. Since the new millennium kicked off nearly 20 years ago, the Rebels turned land sharks of the University of Mississippi have not been able to whoop up on that borderline Yankee school. They're 0-3 against Mizzou. Matt Luke's powder blue pigskinners returned to Como for the first time since Ed Orgeron was leading the Reb Sharks back in 2006. This is arguably the biggest weekend on the MU campus. It's homecoming, where the great college football tradition actually started. The ESPN2 cameras will capture the gold rush fun at Faroe Field. 
and that excitement will roll on throughout the night. The General's Victor, Missouri. Just ahead on General Gridiron, the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii surf over to the tributaries of southwestern Idaho looking for an upset of the Broncos. And the 12th man might want to expand as the number one Crimson Tide is heading their way. Keep it here. General Gridiron will be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Hello, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations where college football reigns supreme. In Lebanon, Kentucky, on WBRT-FM 94.9, serving Central Kentucky for over 60 years. And WWIC-AM 1050, Jackson County's home for Scottsboro Wildcats Radio and the Auburn Tigers in Scottsboro, Alabama. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. USC at Notre Dame. These national rivals have met 90 times, and only two stadiums can lay claim to hosting the battle for the jeweled shillelagh. Both schools' venerable football museums, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, and Notre Dame Stadium. Brian Kelly's one-loss bunch is the only representative here that plays in Mayor Pete's town as a ranked team. Kelly's counterpart on the opposite sideline has those heaters firing up, and that's not to survive a northern Indiana night. Clay Helton's seat is really getting hot, and another loss to the Leprechauns, and he might be hitchhiking back west. The General's victor, Notre Dame. Florida at LSU an SEC cross-divisional series that's pretty darn balanced. In 65 meetings total, the Water Lizards hold a 33-29 and three ties lead over their Bayou buddies. And since the old ball coach took over in Gainesville 30 years ago, this game has meant a lot more to fans, the conference, and the national championship race. Two guys that once helmed the two Mississippi schools are coaching this top 10 Donnybrook of unbeatens. Dan Mullen did a lot better in the Magnolia State 662 area code than Coach O did at the home of Chicken on a Stick. But Orgeron and the Tigers had the Gators area code dialed in. And this will be a classic Saturday night in Death Valley. The Generals' victor, LSU. Hawaii at Boise State. The Rainbow Warriors head to Boise for a pivotal Mountain West matchup. 
The Green and White have only one setback on their schedule, a loss to the Pac-12's Washington Huskies. This nighttime battle in Idaho's capital city should be an offensive thing of beauty. The wild horses of BSU are sitting pretty at number 14 and have no losses. It doesn't help UH's cause that they're 1-17 all-time against nationally ranked teams on the road with its only victory against number 22 Fresno State back in 2008. Since then, the Alliance have lost their last six games. Enough said. The Generals' victor, Boise State. Louisville at Wake Forest. Louis the Cardinal Bird flies south to hibernate on Tobacco Road. Not wise, Louis. Not wise at all. That angry preacher man is hot to trot in 2019, and no little red bird better come near his pulpit and try to upset a flawless start to the season. What Dave Clawson's done in Winston-Salem is rather impressive, but doubting Thomas's agree, the Deeks really haven't played a formidable opponent yet, and the UofL goes down as another prelude to that November 16th contest at Clemson. Play that fight song spirit of the old golden black. The General's victor, Wake Forest. Alabama at Texas A&M. You don't have Johnny Football to kick around the gridiron anymore, so this one's lost a little bit of the glow since A&M's thunderclap of an entry into the Southeastern Conference almost a decade ago. On this CBS Saturday afternoon special from Kyle Field, Jimbo Fisher will try to best his old boss, something he's not very good at. Tua Tagvola and the Tide come crashing their crimson wave into the Brazos Valley with a top ranking in tow. Big Al will keep it close for a bit, but the cracks will appear in the Ag's boots in the fourth quarter. The Generals' victor, Alabama. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the nation, but hang on to your helmet, there's more around the corner. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our rapid-fire picks. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid fire football forecast. Cincinnati claws Houston. Washington wins at Arizona. Mississippi State mauls Tennessee. Utah scalps Oregon State. Navy nukes Tulsa. Kentucky continues Arkansas's agony. Baylor topples Texas Tech. Memphis wins impressively at Temple. Washington State is pass happy at Arizona State. Minnesota in a tight one against Nebraska. Air Force outflanks Fresno State. 
Yale drills Dartmouth. Michigan wins again at Illinois. Southern Miss to the top versus North Texas. Maryland sneaks past Purdue. Army invades Western Kentucky. West Virginia shoots down Iowa State. Wisconsin waxes Michigan State. BYU runs over South Florida. And Duke embarrasses Georgia Tech. Well, soldiers, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this week seven edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week. Same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or download the Y'all Show free on iTunes podcast. And please don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Simply search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be a part of your weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. That'll be all. Many thanks, General. And hey, if you don't do better this weekend than you did last week with some of your predictions, we're going to have to take one of those stars away from you, General Gridiron. <laughs> well, this is the Y'all Kickoff Show, and that wraps up our first hour. When we come back in hour number two, we'll look at the Big 12, and we are going to listen in on our sister show, Longhorn Blitz, from Austin, Texas, as they get you ready for OU Texas, Texas OU, the Red River Shootout. That plus the other action of the Big 12 will Got to mention when we get to that point in our second hour. Plus, it's ACC time with Jonathan Leifite. We'll break down the action of that conference. FSU will be traveling to take on the Clemson Tigers, and we'll have information from Jonathan about that. And will Georgia Tech ever win another game? We'll discuss that with Mr. Leifite in the second hour. And then we'll close out today's Y'all Kickoff Show with our college football lanyap, a look at the group of five games that are relevant in the Southeast, and some FCS fun. All that ahead on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Don't you go anywhere. Slip on that favorite game day apparel, put on your war paint if you must, and get ready for another exciting hour of the Y'all Kickoff Show as we get you ready for week seven of Gridiron Fun across college football. This is the Y'all Show where we turn into the Y'all Kickoff Show on this end of the week edition. And I'm John Rawl. Our website, y'all.com. Our telephone number for you to text or comment anytime you want to with messages about college football or what else is on your mind is 803-816-1170. We'd love to get your feedback and let us hear about your favorite college football team. Is your team going to win the national championship? Is your team going to be battling for the toilet bowl? We don't care. We just want to hear from all y'all right here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Well, we've already worked through an hour, now into the second hour of our fun. 
and we'll let you know that coming up here at the start of this hour we'll put our focus on the big 12 there's a huge game taking place at cotton bowl stadium in dallas you got texas and ou and the red river rivalry (laughs) red river shootout and that's going to be broken down here in just a few moments by our friends with longhorn blitz that's our sister show that's all about the texas longhorns and we'll go into rod babers a former texas football star of the early 2000s and his co-host you got jeff al of horns 24 7 sports and matt butler the master of the soundboard there in austin and we're going to get their very inside analysis of texas and ou and that our listen in of the longhorn blitz show we'll also let you know about the couple of other games going on that conference the big 12 here in just a second but later this hour we've got our acc spotlight and we'll rendezvous with our old friend jonathan lifeite of 24 7 sports and cbs sports digital and we'll walk through the acc news and notes and the matchups going on in the atlantic coast conference here on the seventh weekend of college football and then on our final episode our final segment of this episode we'll let you know about college football lanyard where we take a glance at all the group of five games of note we still have at least one group of five school from dixie unblemished we'll let you know who that is and we'll also look at a couple of scs fun games going on this weekend all that in our college football lanyard and then we'll wrap this hour up with from dixie with love as we look at the big 12 action going on let's play a little baylor fight song yes baylor is in the top 25. They're unbeaten, ranked number 22. And they got a winnable game going on at McLean Stadium in Waco as Texas Tech rides in. And this is set for a 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock kick on Fox Sports 1. This is a rivalry game, believe it or not, that is actually as about as even as you can get. 38-38-1. They've met 77 times, the Bears and the Red Raiders, and it is exactly... 38 wins for each team, 38 losses for each team, and one tie. Is that not crazy in this overview of this rivalry game that's called the Texas Farm Bureau Insurance Shootout? And now, this weekend, for the first time, I think since the late 2000s decade, you have to go all the way back to 2008 in Lubbock. It was the last time these two teams faced off on a on-campus site starting in 2009 they played most of their games in arlington there was a game in dallas one year but yes these two teams are now back on campus starting here on this 78th meeting in waco at mclean stadium it's also by the way baylor fans homecoming in waco texas so there's plenty of reasons for you to go support the bears if you love the green and gold and if you're a red raider fan you need this win you need to kind of make things a little bit better for you in the state of texas and this game set again for a four eastern three o'clock kick from mclean and this is going to be televised on fox sports one the Red Raiders and the Baylor Bears. The only other game going on the Big 12 besides the Red River Shootout, it's a game televised on ESPN starting at 4 Morgantown time time and 3 o'clock Central time. It's the West Virginia Mountaineers and the Iowa State Cyclones from Milan Puskar Stadium. And this is a game, again, between these two teams that have no business playing each other, except they're in the same conference. <laughs> and I don't think, I, if you'd gone to West Virginia fans 10 years ago and said, you're going to have Iowa State coming in every of the year they'd be like what 
But yes, West Virginia with conference realignment in the Big 12 and Iowa State in the Big 12, and they face off in this mid-afternoon game on ESPN. And now you get the big game of the Big 12 this weekend. It's a game between number 6 Oklahoma and number 11 Texas from the Cotton Bowl Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Right there, the State Fair of Texas is going on. (laughs) It's a beautiful sight. This game televised on Fox starting at 12 Eastern, 11 Big D time. And we're going to go now and get the insider's take on the Red River shootout from our friends with Longhorn Blitz. You're going to hear Rod Babers up first. Rod, a former Texas Longhorn defensive player who did a great job there, went on to play in the NFL and in the CFL for a time. And Rod's joined by Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7 Sports, and that's an awesome website that covers Texas Longhorns daily. And Matt Butler is the other voice you'll hear. And they're going to spend some time talking about this big game between the unbeaten Sooners and the one-loss Texas Longhorns in Dallas. And again, this is on Fox. It's always a beautiful sight to see this game. And we'll get our analysis started off with Rod Babers and his very astute observation of Texas football when they're getting close to that end zone. First down in the red zone, Tom Herman's going to throw it, though. He's gonna, he does it every time. So they might decide then to put a spy on him in situations like that. It depends on what it is. Yeah. And by the way, Sam in the red zone is just sick. You know that Sam's career, 64% of all of his touchdowns have come in the red zone. Yeah. That, I mean, out of exact- 72 touchdowns, 44 have come I'm in I'm just looking zone. at the fourth quarter. Um, they threw it on first down. The drive where Duvernay had the rushing touchdown, they threw it to him. That was a little corner route that DB made a play on it. <gasps> oh, that was. Yeah. That was, his, that was the first Is that a pass. drop for Duvernay? I don't know if you count that as a drop. I don't know. It's a PBU. This is a good play by the DB, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking here. Yeah. Now, yes, the Sam Cosme throwback it? was on the first And down. I know it was, it's considered a run, but... But it's a throw. You're taking yeah. a risk. Like, and that yeah. other flea flicker, as you pointed out, yeah. was also on first down. Mm-hmm. The other one to so. uh, Cade Brewer. Yeah. It was the first down one. Cade. First, the first down the red zone, if something funky's throw coming, he's coming and he's going to throw it on first down. Watch him oh. break tendency and start running now. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking, and you know what? And I would applaud him. I'd be like, yes, yes do it. That's exactly right. Keep this, him on the this toes. is the game to do it. This is the game to break. T- I'm glad you brought that. This is the game yep. to break Tennessee. Yep. This is the game to come out with Jake Smith in the 10 personnel package. You know what I mean? Like, this is that yep. game. Like, these are the games where you do that and you go, damn, I ain't seen Texas run four wide. Damn, that's why I asked you the question earlier about Larry Fedora and Andre Coleman because I tend to agree with you. I think they are what they are at this point. I don't think you're going to see any anything drastic. Any more drastic changes other than what we've seen? Because this isn't the game where if you're not 100% comfortable running something, you don't do it in this game. Exactly. Exactly. Unless you've been working on it since preseason. (laughs) <laughs> and you remember that Jake, the Jake Smith running back deal that Jake Smith the scrimmage? Yeah, I'm saying, this is yeah. Uh, like you said, the, yeah, some stuff, some funky stuff with Larry Fedora, the design run game for the quarterback. Probably that we haven't seen that wrinkle much that of. stuff in here and there. Yeah, but and maybe there's a couple wrinkles that Oklahoma hasn't seen on film. But man, the nuts and bolts of your offense, your bread and butter, it, it's in, and you I are agree. who you are. The interesting battle for me with the Texas offense because the Oklahoma defense is third down. Because I think Texas is third in the country in third down offense. Texas, Oklahoma's like second or third yeah. in third down defense. Yeah, and, and but Texas has played, I think, a little bit more. You know, yeah, when you're better competition. Look, yeah. when you're converting, well, I mean, like also they. Oh, you, you're right. They're it's ten of fifty one on third down defense, but they're giving up five of ten on fourth down defense when you combine those inside there. So, so what are they ranked in third down defense? Well, ten for fifty one, where so, against okay. the good teams yeah. they've stopped them, but then it's sort of an erratic small sample size. Whenever then yeah. they're horrible in fourth down. They haven't faced down. a quarterback as good on third down as, as Sam. Sam yeah. is, as we just pointed out, one of the best third down quarterbacks in the country, whether Look, it be man, passing or When you're converting 8 for 15 on third down against LSU, 
You're yep. a pretty good third down offense. That's what I'm saying. Like that, <laughs> no Texas. That'll be I'm with you. That'll be kind of the that'll be the chess match right there. I will say this too: turnovers. You know what turnovers are going to be big. Uh, we've always talked about that. Matter of fact, uh, stat for you since 1999: teams that wins the turnover margin 16 and three. Todd Orlando's teams the last you know the mm-hmm. couple of games. Well, last time they've given up a lot of yardage, forcing turnovers. Oklahoma State they forced two turnovers and gave up what 400 and, uh, like 90 something yards. I almost mm-hmm. gave up 500 to Oklahoma State. Yeah. But it was the turnovers, right, that flipped it in their favor. Same thing versus uh, West Virginia. Same thing earlier this year versus Louisiana Tech. Got for If he ain't forcing turnovers, te- Texas is going to lose this game. Yeah, the reason Texas won the first Texas OU game against Kyler Murray. Got three of them. Had really, the, of third, them. the third was on the last The third was on the last, but still, but you, had, you had multiple turnovers. You, you, turn, and you turn those two turnovers into ten points. Boom. And then in the second matchup in the, in the Big 12 title game, you only forced one. And that's other, other, really other than the blown opportunity at the goal line against LSU, the offense has been really good in sudden changes. Ten turnovers turned into 45 points. I love that red zone stat that Texas has been in the red zone, what is it, 18 times and has 16 touchdowns and, and no field goals in the red zone. That means Tom Herman's like, hell no, I get to the red zone in the Big 12, I'm glad, I I'm glad. I'm glad Tom Herman's like, <laughs> we don't, we don't have to wonder why he goes for it so much. He like He's openly admitting, like, I, I don't like kicking field goals. I don't like field goals. I'm not kicking field I goals. Even, listen, I don't even call my kickers by name. I'm not, I'm not trotting that guy out and there. The by second the way, I too. started to, he missed and he's got, one. And he's got Sam. If he, yes. if he didn't have Sam, percent, Ellis, that's, Matt, that's, that's crazy. A, Matt, we talk about red zone, and, and you and I have been on this. Like Red zone rate's one of those things where people mm-hmm. can get twists. Like, oh, you're X percentage. Yeah, well, you're kicking a lot of field goals down there. You but got a bad one. Do you're, you're, yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You've got 18 touchdowns, 16 scores, but all your 16 scores are touchdowns. Oh, touchdowns. He don't kick field goals and don't try anything. I, then we I got stuff twice at the one by LSU. LSU. That's it. Those are the those only two. Oh, those are the only two. Yeah, those are the right only there. two. Wow. And I one dropped, of those, Keontae Ingram dropped in. the touchdown. Yeah. Dude, that just blew my mind. It's I didn't awesome. even think about that. Wow. And we're talking about line yards and line of scrimmage and how Oklahoma had, had a good crazy. stuff rate. Texas's offensive stuff rate is 17th in the nation. So Texas, very, very good in that and is that situation. basically just getting more, being getting, able to be successful in that uh, situation, uh, the gotcha, opposite. I, gotcha. I think yeah. Matt throwing nice. that in there, I, like I think that. the bottom line on that battle is right we're about to really see how much improved Oklahoma's defense is. Yeah, uh, I agree with Cause that. Because you're about to play a real legit offense. Like, if Oklahoma's making plays, then I think Oklahoma fans can feel like win or lose because the carrot dangling in front of both these teams, especially Oklahoma given what happened last year, if you lose this game, you can run the table and get Texas again. I think even if Oklahoma loses this game and yeah. they see Latan, you, you're totally in other words, <clears throat> I, and all that, my incoherent rambling right there. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you're going to see tangible signs one way or the other on what this defense is. It's a referendum game on this defense. It is. I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. Let's look at the Texas defense against the Oklahoma offense. And Rod, for me, uh, the big thing for me is. I think you could see a game plan really similar to the game plan Texas used against Oklahoma State where they're playing trap coverage on one side of the field instead of Tylen Wallace. Wherever C.D. Lamb goes, you bracket him mm. and devote resources to mm. the run so you can be aggressive. Use Chris Brown as kind of a spot and that Chris Brown thigh injury. That's why that's huge. Ooh. And I think I think that's – look. It's a dangerous game. It is. But <laughs> That means Calcaterra, Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> But hey, if I'm Todd Orlando, if I'm Todd Orlando, I'm going to say, look, if Jalen Hurts can drop the 40 yard post route in the bucket and tight coverage, then 
okay, their guy just made a play and our guy didn't. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be, it, it once again, and this is one thing about Tarlando too, because in that game versus West Virginia, I remember you having the three-man front early on and then kind of moving Joseph Asai up there to be kind of a four-man front. Did they run front. nickel personnel the whole game? Because I didn't. It, I, think I don't were. think they were yeah, in dime at all. I think they went, went nickel uh, the whole game. Oh, well, i got to go back and track it, but I'm with you. I think they went nickel the whole game. The point is, in, in the game versus OU, you, you can't wait to adjust. I heard Bucky talking about this, and I totally agree. You go more than a drive with a you know with a bad defense or you mm-hmm. know something that can be exploited, then you may be out of this game like quickly. Like you got to yeah. adjust on the fly. Like oh man, we got to go four man front. Go go go. Oh, we got to go down. Let's go. Must champ talked about his first one was so over. Yeah, it, he couldn't it, it, believe it, how fast it was. It's exactly right. So I think for Tyler and Tyler Lando knows this. I'm not yeah. telling him. He doesn't know, but I think that. So I think based on that, you don't. You don't go with just one coverage and one look and one concept every sure. down. Situation, you got to feel it, the momentum. You got to know, man, I got to tell you, Deshaun's holding up pretty good. Oh, no, man, this corner needs some help. Oh, man, Anthony Cook came to play today. Who knew that? You know what I mean? You don't know until you get out there because these guys have never been in that environment. Yeah. So it, that's why Tyler Leonard's going to be it's gonna be pitiful for him to read the defense, read the players, and go, okay, this is what we can play. We can play this. Oh, this is what Lincoln Riley's trying to do. Okay, he's trying to get me with these concepts, and I can do this. <laughs> He, you're not going to know that until you get to that to that to that game. You really will have no idea. For you as a player, you, like you played in Big Twelve Championship games, you played against LSU in a Cotton Bowl, you played, you know, at Kyle Field, you played in, at, at Nebraska, at K State. Yeah, you played in great teams and good environments. But everybody I've talked to says, man, when you're in that game in oh, that man. stadium. Man, it just moves a little faster. Everything does. Yeah. So you'll be ready for, you know, he likes the inside zone. He likes to trade counter and Lincoln around. You'll know how to stop the basic concepts of everything he does. But, you know, he's going to make it look funky. He's going to put in a different formation, different personnel package. That's what Shanahan does. It it's the same mm-hmm. zone blocking scheme his dad was running. Yep. You know, when he Super Bowls in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But you nobody's know, like, man, they can't stop it. Yeah, because he added a little funk, a little pre-snap motion, and a little orbit motion. And then he did this, did that, and the quarterback turned this way. It's all about those little wrinkles. And that's what Lincoln Riley does so well. I'll, I'll tell you why. I like used to check, too. I'll tell you why. <laughs> He's got a juice check. <laughs> As we get into predictions now, I'll tell you why I like Texas in this game. I like Texas in this game, Rod, for one of the reasons you said at the top. Sam Ellinger, you can debate whether he's the better quarterback, but I, I think this is a game Sam Ellinger needs to win. Like He's played really well in some of these games. Mm-hmm. and you know, Like we talked about after the LSU game, Joe Burrow's been a little bit better. Or Will Greer was a little bit better. In the Big 12 championship game, Kyler Murray was a little bit better. Yeah. I think this is when Sam Ellinger needs kind of to start really building the legacy if it's going to trend the way it looks like it can trend. Yeah, I agree with that. And and, I, and gosh, Sam Ellinger's played so well in this game as a true freshman mm-hmm. last year. He Even a big championship bad game. Yeah, like, not a bad one. Oklahoma brings in and considering how he was raised, why wouldn't Oklahoma bring out the best totally in Sam Ellinger? <laughs> yeah. But the other reason you mentioned it, like Tom Herman was loose on Monday. Like he's answering reporters' phones when they're going off, which, by the way, I don't know whose phone that was. That's amateur move not to have your phone. I thought it was Bob Baloo's phone. Was it Bob's? No, he was just on the mic. Yeah, Ed Clemens is who I'd accuse because he was the only guy to say, no, don't answer it. Because there was one person that said, don't answer it. He said it was Bob Baloo's phone. I don't know. I don't know whose phone it was, but that's an amateur move, not having your phone in airplane mode if you're going to set it, set it up there to Very report true. a press conference. Very true. So, <laughs> reporter etiquette. But Tom Herman didn't call him out. It gets to your point. He's in a good mood. Yeah. Frow- he didn't call him out. And he's he's kind of making jokes, and mm-hmm. he's cracking jokes with Ed Clemens about because Ed always asks about trick plays, and he's cracking jokes about trick plays before. Yeah. And I'm like, man, he's loose. Talking and, about the old lady. I watched Lincoln Riley's press conference, and he just kind of seemed guarded and – 
I, got, I listened to him on the Big 12 conference call, and he seemed really annoyed, and he didn't want to talk about it. Is that because his two offensive tackles might not play? That's, I think that's <laughs> something to do with it. And it's I just sort of Lincoln's right. personality, his, too. His two starting offensive tackles are like, questionable for the game. And I mean, that may have a lot to do with it. But I think this, Rod, and you can speak to this. In the early portion of the Mac Brown-Bob Stoops era, this rivalry, Matt got tight in these games. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. I remember those days. I think the roles reversed. I think Texas has the coach that's loose, that plays it, how this game should be played. Where, hey, you guys know what to do. You're in the best position to go make plays. Go do it. We, we've coached you well. We've trained you well. We prepared you for this. Go play. And I think you've seen in Oklahoma, especially like last year, they got kind of tight. Yeah, even game. when Lincoln was there with Bob, yeah, it's weird during the Charlie era. It a 2015. Was a tight so, like, all the time Charlie that Lincoln's was, yeah. been there, it's been sort of this yeah. theme narrative around the in team. In 2015, Lincoln Riley even talked about it in his press conference. Like, that was the game. They didn't play well in any phase of the game, which I don't know. It's a weird game. Like, Texas went on like a four corners basketball offense, like in the second quarter, mm-hmm. just trying to get the heck out of there. But the point is, I think Oklahoma's got the tight coach in this game. I think you saw that in the way they played this game last year. You saw, like, you realize Oklahoma hasn't, um, I'm talking about the regular season only, not the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma hasn't covered its point spread in the regular season since 2012, the last blowout. I can believe that. And they've won outright. Texas but won I, outright as huge underdogs. But Bigger I also will say that Texas hasn't been playing for as much. The truth is Texas has been the underdog because Texas program has been down, so they haven't had the pressure. The truth is the pressure in this game is supposed to be high on both sides because it's national title implications mm-hmm. for both. But it hasn't been that case for us. All right, let's be honest. <laughs> the it's reason that they flip. have been playing tight is because for them, it's been national title hopes on the line year yep. in and year we out. It hasn't been the case for Texas. Like, it's hey, it's free money win. for us now. House money. That should be changing. So, but it doesn't might, change. Might, it doesn't change this year, though, Rod, because I think Tom Herman looked at that ten and a half, ten point spread, whatever it was when it came out. That's right where he. No, no, to you're be. right. He loves the underdog role, yeah. but I, it's still that's where it's supposed to be. That's it's why coaches get tight. Why Matt Brown get tight in the game because Matt Brown knew, damn, I lose this game, I'm probably out of the national championship discussion. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's, that's a lot Texas of pressure is right now. That's what that's what Texas should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, listen, I remember, I remember when Mac for the before the 2009 national title game, I said the same thing. I said, dude, Mac is loose. Yeah. One thing was cracking jokes, talking talking trash about Nick Saban. He's yeah. talking all. I'm like, man, why is Mac so loose before this game? I think it was Colt. I think it was he. I think he knew yeah. healthy Colt. I'm gonna win this damn game, and that's why he was loose. And he didn't have a healthy Colt the whole game. If he did, I think he'd have won too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. quarterbacks have to be loose, man. <sighs> All right, anything you guys because we didn't do go deep into the Texas offense against the Oklahoma defense, or I'm sorry, the uh, Oklahoma offense against the Texas defense. Anything else, Rod, that you want to add um, that you think? Is well, no, it's just a quarterback design runs. I think uh, Todd Orlando's record uh, since 2010 versus quarterbacks who lead their team in rushing or finish second on the team in rushing is now after playing Spencer Sanders and winning, it is now 14 and 12. Uh, keep in mind, hell, even Nick Saban has been, yeah. you know, the, even he has been conquered by a, a transcendent dual threat quarterback. So this guy is, I think I would put him in that discussion as a transcendent dual threat quarterback. People also love the stat that first time starters in this game at the quarterback position, they keep throwing that stat out there that the first time starting quarterbacks since 1990 are two. 14 and one against quarterbacks who have started the Texas OU mm-hmm. uh, game. I don't think that matters because Jalen Hurts has played in national title games. Yeah, Auburn, uh, Alabama. And Auburn, Alabama. So I, I don't think that, that that doesn't apply in this situation, but I think yeah. it usually does. Was that not awesome analysis coming from the host of Longhorn Blitz? You can find that on various podcast apps and also at Horns247Sports.com. And that is from Horns247. 
Jeff Howell, the insider at that website, part of CBS Sports Digital, but also Matt Butler joined in and the voice you heard there, Rod Babers, who played for UT back in the early 2000s with Mac Brown and then went on to a professional career for a couple of years. And Rod is a very, very talented and very liked Austin, Texas radio host. And he and those two guys get together each week for Longhorn Blitz. And if you love UT, then you'll love Longhorn Blitz. Go on and subscribe. You can find it in Apple Podcast and more. And we're just glad to get their take on the big Red River rivalry game going on this weekend between the top 10 Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns in this epic game there in Big D. When we come back, we're going to switch over from the Big 12 to the ACC. Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital will be joining me for a look at all the fun of the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's up next, y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. NC State with the early jump to the college football weekend, taking on Syracuse Thursday night, also Virginia-Miami in the Friday night lights game. 
of ACC action. Speaking of the Atlantic Coast Conference, here on the Y'all Kickoff Show, we're back with you with Jonathan Leifite of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital as we walk our way through all the fun of the ACC. Jonathan was on with us on Wednesday on the Y'all Show, and we talked a lot of ACC basketball. They had something called ACC Operation Basketball taking place in Charlotte, the Media Days event for that conference. And if you want to go back into the Y'all Show archives, do that at y'all.com, and you'll see the link, and you can learn all about some of the great basketball teams of this conference, the defending national champion conference with Virginia, a part of the ACC, of course, with all the other superpowers of basketball like Syracuse, North Carolina, Duke, and more, and you'll enjoy that. But we're all football here on the Y'all Kickoff Show, and we're glad that you could join us, and we'll walk through the Week 7 lineup of ACC fun, but those early games on the schedule of note. I had to bring on the question to Jonathan Leifite, has NC State headed into that Thursday night game with the Orange about a change at quarterback in Raleigh, and we'll get Jonathan's take on that. The Wolfpack are going to start transfer Bailey Hockman against Syracuse here this week. What do we know about this fella? Yeah, so Bailey Hockman was a uh, was a uh, was a uh, Florida State um, quarterback. Uh, he ends up transferring up to NC State. Um, and the interesting thing is, is they took uh, Matthew McKay, who had won the job, uh, was a backup last year to Ryan Finley. Not only does he drop to uh, drop, you know, out of the starting position, but he drops all the way to number three on the on the depth chart. So, uh, really interesting uh, kind of turn of events. Bailey Hockman will be the starter. Uh, redshirt freshman Devin Leary, who is pretty highly regarded. Uh, um, quarterback coming in, I believe, is a four-star uh, coming in. Uh, he will be number two, and uh, and then McKay will be down there the third. So uh, just real interesting shakeup. I guess they felt like Hawkman came in against Florida State and did a little better job than what uh, McKay had done. Uh, and so that has prompted them to kind of make a shift. All right. The pack have Hockman, Matt McKay, and Devin Leary there in their arsenal of QB talent. And as we mentioned, NC State was off last weekend. Coach Dave Doran actually gave his players four days away from the practice field during their first open week of the season. And the time was, a, according to him, a reset button after they started out the season uh, not doing as well as some thought. Three and two overall, and losing that game at FSU, where they're zero and one in conference play. The Pack and Syracuse are your early game here in ACC action with a Thursday night billing on ESPN. And we also have some news, breaking news on Tuesday to report from the ACC. The Miami Hurricanes quarterback Jaron Williams has upper extremity injury. And Nikosi Perry may start for the Canes. Tate Martell has also taken snaps in practice. So Jaron Williams for Miami. Jonathan, what do we know about this youngster as the Canes now two and three looking to keep the momentum and get some more victories there in South Florida? <laughs> Yeah, there was an article came out that kind of had uh, talked about should uh, should Manny Diaz be on the hot seat? He's five ar- five games in, and they already uh, already looking at him for a hot seat. Uh, but with regard to Williams, um, pretty uh, they were pretty high. Uh, the, the the whole Kane st- uh, coaching staff was pretty high on his potential, and he had done a you know a, you know for a freshman had done a decent job. Um, so this is going to set him back. I'm not sure what the timeline is for him to return. Uh, interesting Tate Martell way down the still still down the depth chart after transferring in from Ohio State. Uh, Nikosi Perry, of course, was a starter last year, and he's been kind of a uh, uh, from a kind of a uh, I guess uh, much maligned from a from a uh, fan perspective 
in that he hasn't hasn't exactly uh, lit the world up at the quarterback position. So Canes continue to struggle at the quarterback position now. Uh, Williams looked like he was going to give them something, and now looks like he'll be out for a bit. Well, you mentioned that article. It was out from SB Nation about should Manny Diaz be on the hot seat. And remember, he's in his first season in Coral Gables. Jonathan, should he be on the hot seat? Uh, probably not because uh, you got to give a, a coach a chance to put his his stamp on a program and five games in is not exactly uh, uh, not there. Now, we've learned otherwise, you know, at other programs. I mean, uh, Willie Taggart's pretty much been on the hot seat since day one or at least day two, I should say. Um, and so, you know, it's not unprecedented and, and it's not, uh, uh, necessarily, uh, something that, that it's, it's not going to happen, but he, there we are. He's probably going to be on the hot seat. If he, if he continues the trend thus far, what we've seen this year at the end of, at the end of the year, um, I don't know that the administration will have him on the hot seat, but I can guarantee you their fan base will. All right. Well, Coach Diaz has a chance to kind of get off that hot seat as the Miami Hurricanes this week have a Friday night lights game against the Virginia Cavaliers from Hard Rock Stadium. This set for an 8 Eastern, 7 Central kick. Number 20, Virginia and Miami. And this follows that Syracuse-NC State game on Thursday evening. So kind of a, a preamble to Saturday's contest in the ACC. Jonathan, you anything you want to mention about either one of these early contests? Uh, yeah, so Syracuse and NC State, I think that was generally regarded as kind of the battle for second place in the Atlantic. And now both of them are failing to live up to expectations. And then the Friday night game, Virginia at Miami, I think based on preseason was expected to be kind of the winner was going to it was kind of going to take control of the coastal and right now that looks like uh like uh if things hold the form virginia is the team that's primed to kind of take control so uh miami of course stumbling there as we mentioned against virginia tech so you know those those games had some some meaning uh kind of coming into the season and the first one's kind of dropped off and the second one means something more for virginia than miami at this point And on this football Saturday, Jonathan, in ACC action, Georgia Tech goes to Wallace Wade. And as you said earlier in the show, not a lot expected of Georgia Tech the rest of the way. Can they get things righted here before this weekend? In this early game, there as the sun rises almost in Durham, North Carolina, against the Duke Blood Devils, a game set for a 12.30 Durham time start. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, if they can get some offense, there's always a chance, you know, there's not as as much separation in the coastal as as you know folks would think. Georgia Tech has certainly looked poor, but you know they do have some talent, so they're capable. I just wouldn't expect it to happen. I, I would be it would be a mild surprise to me if they were able to pull that upset. All right, you have the Rhode Island Rams of the CAA of the FCS ranks. They are at Blacksburg to take on a Virginia Tech Hokie team. Jonathan, this is the second FCS opponent Virginia Tech has this season. Uh. Yeah, and I'm not sure why they have two of them. I'm not sure if somebody canceled on them at the last minute or what, but uh, it might have been actually, now that I think about it, they had a little snip that went on with with uh, East Carolina last year as a result of the, of the hurricane game, uh, the hurricane game being canceled. So that might have been as a result of that, and uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I think that may have played a factor. All right, Rams, Hokies set for a 4 o'clock Blacksburg time kick. And you can catch that on the ACC Network. The nightcap on the ACC Network is number 19, Wake Forest, hosting the Louisville Cardinals from BB&T Field. And Dave Clawson's bunch continues to impress. They're, again, in the top 20. And this should be a fun Saturday night game there for them, Winston-Salem. Jonathan? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, to, right now, I mean, Wake Forest is the second uh, highest ranked team in the ACC at number 19. And then, of course, you got Virginia follow right behind them at 20. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, they're they're playing well. And uh, I think this is a big kind of a big test for them. Louisville uh, not expected to do much coming into the season. But uh, as you uh, talked about, Satterfield has them playing uh, playing pretty well. So uh, we'll kind of see how uh, Wake Forest holds up now that they get they get some a little stiffer competition than they've had previously. And I know there are some big games in other conferences across the spectrum here on this football Saturday. But, Jonathan, in the ACC, a lot of people will be tuning in for ABC's coverage of Florida State at Clemson. Oh, we remember back to 1988 and Deion Sanders, his famous punt return. And I believe Fumble Ruski was also in that famous game. Between punt Ruski. Punt, punt Ruski. Okay, sorry. That was, Fumble Ruski was Nebraska in the yep. Orange Bowl. But Punt Ruski was FSU Clemson 1988. Well, 31. That'll be, uh, Leroy Butler. Ah, good memory you got there. And that was, I believe, just before FSU entered the ACC when they got together at Death Valley. Well, Death Valley now has a number two Clemson Tiger football team ready to host that Florida State team that's going to have a couple of quarterbacks rearing to go. This is on ABC, set for a 330 Memorial Stadium kick. Jonathan. Yep, um, and normally this this game would carry a lot of weight, but given how Florida State has played uh, thus far this year, I, I you know I just don't see how they can uh, how they'll be able to go on the road and beat Clemson. But then again, we saw Clemson pretty much uh, taken to the taken to the uh, to the extreme by North Carolina the week before. So uh, I guess you never really know. Jonathan, the Clemson Tigers did have a week off to kind of look back at film of that UNC game and try to regroup, I guess, hitting the home stretch of the 2019 season. What do you think Dabo Sweeney's preaching here to his team entering this last stretch? Yeah, I think he's preaching. You can't take anybody lightly. You need to get out there and, and, and win because, uh, you know, they were number one. And after that game, they fell to number two. And, and uh, so, you know, he's. I think he's trying to get his guys – you know, motivated and, and show them they still got to prove a lot. And if the current breakdown of teams continue their winning ways that are in the top five of college football, there have been, after that UNC, some people saying that Clemson's not a shoe in, even if they're undefeated into the college football playoff. What do you think of that? I think they're wrong. I think if Clemson goes undefeated, they'll be in. Okay. Well, that's that's what the pundits say, but you're the number one pundit in our opinion. Jonathan Lifeite uh, with 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports Digital, getting you ready for the Week 7 action of ACC football. And when we come back here on the Y'all Show, stick around. We've got college football lanyap, as we'll tell you what team from ACC country, by the way, is still unblemished, but they're not a Power 5 school. So who is that? And they've already won this week. We'll let you know about that in the other group of five schools that are in action this weekend. Plus, a little bit of the FCS fun, some key games going on in FCS football. We'll let you know as we wrap up this Y'all kickoff show. Plus, From Dixie with Love is going to be our swan song that's all ahead in our final segment don't go anywhere if you're worried about your cholesterol hear how others are taking charge with garlic my doctor said my cholesterol was borderline but i've been taking garlic and it works 
but I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Appalachian State, the new UCF, perhaps. Welcome back. It's the Y'all Kickoff Show, our final segment, College Football Lanyard, where we kind of tie up the loose ends of pigskin action here in the seventh weekend of football. And how about everybody in Boone, North Carolina? You got an undefeated App State team, and they've already won here in this seventh week. As on Wednesday, they went all the way to Lafayette and got a win over Louisiana Lafayette 17-7. And the Mountaineers are perfect on the season. And as we start out this college football lanyap looking at the Sun Belt, yes, Appalachia State could be that new UCF, the new darling team. Could they be a bracket buster? Remember, they've already got a win against a Power 5 program as they went into Chapel Hill. And I would say their win over North Carolina was a little easier than Clemson's win. And yes, Appalachia State could find themselves in a really darn good bowl game at the end of the year. And that's great news there with their brand new coach, Drinkwitz, leading the Mountaineer program in his first year. Appalachia State, again, with the win on Wednesday night and Thursday night action, Louisiana Monroe and Texas State faced off. There's only one game going on in the Sun Belt here on this football Saturday as the Panthers, the Tennessee Vol Killers, are going to be at Brooks Stadium in Conway to take on the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, a team that, by the way, beat the Kansas Jayhawks. So here you got two Sun Belt teams facing off that already have victories this year over Power 5 programs. That game's going to be on ESPN Plus, set for a five Myrtle Beach time kickoff here on this football Saturday. That's what's going on in Sunbelt action. Conference USA, they have a full slate of games here on this football weekend as the Monarchs of Old Dominion try to rebound and they'll be traveling across that state line into West Virginia and Marshall awaits this game set for a 2.30 Eastern 1.30 kick. Middle Tennessee State's going to be at FAU. Lane Kiffin welcomes in the Blue Raiders. A game on ESPN Plus set for a 4 o'clock Boca Raton kick. The Blazers of UAB will be going all the way out to the Alamo Dome where the Roadrunners of UTSA will wait. This is an ESPN Plus game set for a 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock San Antonio time kick. Western Carolina's going out of the conference. The Army Black Knights march in to Bowling Green, and this is a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Western Kentucky time kick. 
between Coach Munkin and the Black Knights, who will be rolling out their option offense big time against the Western Kentucky team that's still having a little bit of an identity crisis. Again, this is a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock kick between Army and WKU. The UMass Minutemen will be out of conference. Well, they're not in a conference, but they'll be playing Louisiana Tech in Ruston as the Bulldogs host the Minutemen, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Ruston time kick on ESPN3. The North Texas Mean Green Eagles will be in Hattiesburg at the Rock as Southern Miss hosts North Texas, set for a 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Hattiesburg, Forest County time kick from M.M. Roberts Stadium. And our last game in CUSA action, the Charlotte 49ers will be at FIU Stadium taking on the Panthers of Florida International. This set for a 7 Eastern kick on ESPN+. And that's your CUSA fun here in this final segment of today's Y'all Kickoff Show. Now to the American Conference, and there's some real good ones going on in that particular conference as Memphis ranked number 23 in the country, and they are undefeated. They'll be going all the way to Philly for a game at Lincoln Financial Field at noon Eastern, 11 Memphis time on ESPN2. The Memphis Tigers and the Owls of Temple will be squaring off. And Memphis, if they can get that road win, they're going to be formidable. You'll maybe see them moving to the top 20. And all I can say about that, Memphis fans, is go Tigers, go. The Cincinnati Bearcats, ranked number 25 after their big win at home against UCF on week six. The Bearcats will be going down to Houston for a game at TDQ Stadium in Houston, set for a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Houston Town time kick on ESPN2. The BYU Cougars will be at the South Florida Bulls on CBS Sports Network from Raymond James Stadium, set for a 3.30 Tampa time kick. UConn and Tulane get together at Yulman Stadium in New Orleans. Tulane, if they can get this win, you just might see the Green Wave and Coach Fritz moving to the top 25. This game set for an ESPNU kick at 3.45 Eastern, 2.45 Big Easy time kick. How about that? If Tulane... And we know that SMU, which is not playing here in the American this weekend, if Tulane and SMU both find themselves ranked in the top 25, there's going to be some heads exploding across college football, especially Tennessee fans and some of your other superpowers like Nebraska. They're like, how in the heck could SMU and Tulane be ranked and we're not? Well, that could happen. And I do expect Tulane to perhaps move into the rankings with a win over the Huskies here this weekend. And our last American Conference game going on this weekend, the Navy midshipmen sail out to Tulsa for a game at Chapman Stadium set for a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Tulsa time kick on ESPNU. The Golden Hurricane looking to rebound again against Navy. The Golden Hurricane, by the way, gave SMU all they wanted and more and somehow ended up losing in Week 6 to the Ponies. And now their reward, they got Navy and their option offense checking things out there in Oklahoma. Now to the FCS ranks of college football. We love to give our little fellas a little love here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. And there's some darn good going games going on in FCS football to tell you about here as we wrap up the Y'all Kickoff Show. And I happened to attend an FCS game last weekend. A lot of fun. A game that, well, frankly, I thought was going to be a win by one team that ended up being completely the opposite. <laughs> Shows what I know about football, huh? But yes, we've got some fun games going on in the FCS ranks this weekend that we want to kind of walk through here and tell you about here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. And we'll start off with the Richmond Spiders. They're going to be going up to Maine as the Black Bears await. This is an early kick, 12 noon 
11 central time kick between the Spiders, one of the best teams of the CAA, and the Black Bears. You better get to Maine and play a football now before eh, it gets really winter time there in New England. The Sanford Bulldogs, they had a tough loss to the Furman Paladins last weekend, but they're going to be taking on a resurgent VMI Kedats program. And by the way, VMI, the team that I saw win last weekend in Charleston at Johnson Agate Stadium. And man, VMI looked like an NFL team. Maybe it was because the Citadel was so terrible. <laughs> at least last week they were. But VMI and Sanford will be taking on each other in Lexington, Virginia, set for a 130 eastern time kick and it's going to be a lot of fun to see if sanford can go up to vmi and get a win but will vmi be able to notch their third southern conference win of the year this is a program that until this year had hardly had any wins against fcs or fbs type schools and now they've got already a couple notched in their belt so go kidets as they've got sanford from birmingham headed to the shenandoah valley the villanova wildcats and james madison have a date in the Shenandoah Valley, and this is one of your best matchups of FCS football this entire weekend as James Madison has this game set for a 1.30 Eastern time kick in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Let's go to the Ivy League and the Yale Bulldogs and the Mean Green of Dartmouth. They get together for a study session at 1.30 Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. You can check that game out if you'd like. Always fun to see some Ivy League fun going on in the month of October. And then back to the CAA ranks, the Delaware Blue Hands and the Phoenix of Elon University. They have a 2 o'clock Eastern kick there in North Carolina. To the MEAC ranks, the Rattlers of Florida A&M go down to Orangeburg at O.C. Dawson Stadium. The South Carolina State Bulldogs wait in this matchup of HBCUs and rivals, too. Always a fun time to see these two get together, and it's going to be a big one there in Orangeburg with the Bulldogs of SC State and FAMU. You got Northern Iowa, a team that should have absolutely beaten Iowa State this year. Northern Iowa and North Dakota State, the best FCS program ever. I'll go ahead and just say it. Bold statement there. And these two Missouri Valley teams getting together. And this is set for a 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Fargo time kick there in the Dome in Fargo, North Dakota. Austin P has SEMO coming in to Clarksville. This game set for a 3 Eastern, 2 Central time kick between the Red Hawks and the Govs of Austin P. And back to the, I guess, the SWAC ranks we go. And Alabama State will be taking on rival Jackson State in Jackson, Mississippi. This is a 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Magnolia State time kick between the Hornets and the JSU Tigers. And then in the Southland Conference, the Nichols State Colonels and Northwestern State have a battle of Louisiana taking place at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Bayou time kick there from Thibodeau. And the Nichols Colonels and Northwestern State going to be a fun one if you're a native of Louisiana. Another Louisiana team is going to be on the road this weekend. They'll be going all the way to Conway to play on the Purple Turf. The McNeese State Cowboys and their quarterback named Orgeron. They'll be going to take on the Bears there in Arkansas. This game set for a 7 o'clock, rather a 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central time kick from Conway, Arkansas on ESPN+. Also, you have the Battle of Illinois, the Illinois State Redbirds and the Southern Illinois Salukis. This is going to be going on in Carbondale, 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Central time. Again, these two teams 
rivals and getting together in Yankee land. And our last FCS game that we want to point out is the Battle of the State of Tennessee, as you have the Skyhawk Pacers of UT Martin going all the way on Interstate 40 to Cookville to take on the purple and gold of Tennessee Tech. And this game set for a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Cookville, Middle Tennessee time on ESPN+. And those are some of your fun FCS matchups here in this seventh weekend. And that's a wrap on what's going on with FCS and other group of five action. And a reminder, the big games going on in college football here on this football weekend, the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma and Texas. You also have Texas A&M hosting the number one Alabama Crimson Tide. Also LSU and the Florida Gators getting together. And it'll be interesting to see if Baylor can best Texas Tech at McLean Stadium. Those are just some of the top 25 games of note here on this weekend. Well, I'm John Rawl. Thank you very much for listening to the Y'all Kickoff Show. It's been my pleasure to sit here as your host and to thank our very special guys who came on to help me get through this seventh weekend, Gabe Bach of Texag Radio, as well as the guys with Longhorn Blitz. That would be Jeff Howe, Rod Babers, and Matt Butler. And we'll be right back here next week for the eighth weekend of Gridiron Fun. Until that time, enjoy your football weekend. And the Y'all Kickoff Show wraps up with From Dixie with Love getting us to kickoff. symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.